The Hopper in the Morning program is made possible because of friends like these. The Valley Voice newspaper and by Sierra View Medical Center of Porterville. Police chiefs, city managers, education experts, and a host of others you deserve to know. The Hopper in the Morning program has it all on TalkToHopper.com. This is Corinne LaRue of the Ag Information Network with California Ag Today. Like I mentioned in my other shows this week, I want to point out I have a very resilient flu right now, so that's why I sound a little gruff and stuffy today. Let's talk about new ag tech. I spoke with experts at the 2022 National Association of Farm Broadcasting's annual meeting in Kansas City. Jim Lappin, director of the Simpass product portfolio with AMVAC, joins us to talk about new ag tech in their neck of the woods. So we started our precision ag footprint with Simpass which is a system that could be mounted to a planter that's an aftermarket system where the grower can apply up to three products prescriptively per acre. So instead of making a decision, I'm going to treat the whole field, I can make a decision to maybe one component I do treat most of the field, or I can variable rate something, or I can prescriptively apply just within a specific zone to solve a specific problem. Well, let's say you have something like nematodes. So I can take a nematicide that's labeled for the crop I'm targeting, and I can just go apply it in those zones specifically. So instead of spin in for the ag input on the whole field, one, I get savings, and I'm putting the product where I'm getting the highest return on investment. So it allows a grower to be much more specific, managed by field management area, For California Ag Today, I'm Corinne LaRue with the Agriculture Information Network. Eagle Mountain Casino would like to say thank you and express our appreciation. Every Friday, it's First Responder and Military Appreciation Day. With great benefits, including $10 in bonus cash and a $5 food voucher for all first responder and active and retired military personnel. You must be a Summit Club member and have a valid ID. Joining the Summit Club is free. First Responder and Military Appreciation Day every Friday at Eagle Mountain Casino. Responsible Gaming, 800-GAMBLER. Did your Thanksgiving guest turn your carpet into a yucky mess? I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about some simple ways to do a little damage control right after this. Are drafty windows causing a chill in your home? Keep the cold out with Duck Brand Max Strength Rolled Window Insulation Kits. This window film creates an added barrier between warm inside air and the frigid temperatures outside, blocking drafts that steal energy and drive up your heating bill. The puncture-resistant film is two times thicker than standard window kits, so it's great for high-traffic or pet-friendly homes. And the crystal-clear film is easy to install and remove once warmer weather arrives. Visit DuckBrand.com to find a retailer near you. The combination of friends, family, and food at holiday time can leave your house looking like a war zone. And if you have carpeting, you know it takes some of the worst punishment of all. But there is hope for even the toughest stains and spills. Here are a few examples. To remove chewing gum, put several ice cubes in a plastic bag and hold it on the gum so that you can freeze the sticky stuff off. When it hardens, scrape it away with a butter knife. For greasy stains like lipstick, blot up the excess with a clean cloth, then use dry cleaning fluid to lift the stain. 
for spilled fruit juice or soft drink stains, mix a few teaspoons of laundry detergent and white vinegar in a quart of warm water and sponge the spot well. I'm Danny Lipford with Tip for Today's Homeowner. Altura Centers for Health has been providing family medicine, pediatrics, OBGYN, dental, specialty, and much more since 1998. Altura has eight locations in Tulare and Woodville. Most insurances are accepted and payment programs definitely available. Call them today, 686-9097, 686-9097, Altura Centers for Health. Assemblyman Devin Mathis cares about his constituents. You can call his office Monday through Friday with your cares and concerns. Call 636-3440. The South Valley and around the world. It's the Hopper in the Morning Show. Again, here's Hopper in the Morning. Welcome back, everybody, to Hopper in the Morning Show. Once again, sharing information today. Kind of interesting day for me. Uh, a chance to speak with Michael Carley. He's not only an author, which is what we're going to talk about, but also uh, the director of institutional research at Porterville College. Michael, welcome to the program, first of all. Uh, good morning, Hopper. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much for being here, man. We appreciate it. Listen, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself first. I know you're still at PC and doing that thing. Uh, you've had an interesting uh, life already, have you not? I mean, well, I I grew up here in the valley. Uh, uh, been in in around this town since I moved to Porterville in uh, 2000 ah. uh, when I took this job. But I grew up in the Visalia area. Um, I had been living in the Bay Area for a few years. Uh, you know, working up there after grad school. And um, when this opportunity came up to come back to the Valley, I, I jumped on it. And I've been living in Porterville now for 22 years or so. Wow. Uh, and so I, you know, had been the researcher here at the college for all that time and uh, started writing several years ago, wrote a little bit for the Porterville Recorder. You know, I'd, I had a column there for a while and mm-hmm. then, um, wrote a, a novel a few years ago and a little novella couple years ago before taking on this this newest one. Wow. And uh, interesting it is, uh, you know, uh, I got to talk a little bit about the title of this, and I'm sure this is probably one of the biggest questions. First of all, tell everybody the title of this book, the new book we're talking about. Yeah, well, the the first part of the title is Diary of a Bad Husband. Yes. And, and, you know, why? I I would like to hope that part is, is untrue, but the the rest of it is you know one man's journey as an alzheimer's caregiver from diagnosis to the very end mm. and so as that goes of course you know my my wife had uh, was diagnosed with early onset alzheimer's way mm-hmm. back in uh, july of 2014 and um one of the you know messages i wanted to send to other caregivers is that you're going to feel you know throughout the whole time you're going to feel inadequate you're going to feel like you're not really up to the task and that's normal that's part of the process and part of caregiving because you're going to make mistakes along the way um you know our son was was 6 years old when when his mom was diagnosed and mm-hmm. it's a lesson i tried to te- to talk with him about that we're both going to make mistakes we're going to be impatient sometimes we're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing 
and you just have to keep going because you have someone depending on you. Yes. And so um, I wanted to kind of relay that message out to, to those those people who might be reading it. I, I suspect a good portion of the readers are, are caregivers themselves, and I wanted them to understand that's the normal feeling. Yes. That's, that's what it sounds looks like. Yeah, and not only that, but we should, as just basic individuals, know that that is, I mean, that's tough just as a basically a growing up and, and, and teaching your kids whether Alzheimer's is not not involved at all. I mean, so it's it's natural. You're right. It's natural. But you know what? I do know people who are caregivers who have that. so interesting to me that who have that same feeling as you're talking about. They don't know whether they can go on because they don't feel like they're doing enough. And that's, I'm glad to have you on to hope to dispel some of that because, oh, God, I feel for a couple of people I know that uh, are going through that very same thing right now. So, yeah, you're never going to feel like you're doing enough, right. but you're doing, you're the one who's, you know, you're the one who's there. You're the one who's available and, and doing the work. And so it has to be enough. It has to be enough because you're the person who's available. And so you try to, you do what you can. And, and whenever you make mistakes, which you will, uh, you forgive yourself and you move on and you try to do better the next day. You're going to have moments of impatience. You're going to have moments where you say the wrong thing, um, where, you know, you make a decision about what what's going to happen with your family. Uh, you know, we made a, a bad decision a few years ago about what vacation to take. And um, my wife was a little too far along to make, be making the trip that we made. But um, you know, you, you're going to have to make the best of each and every one of those situations and then uh, move on because you got it again the next day. Wow. That is so interesting to me. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm following along as, as you're speaking, and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, I wish I had read more of this book, so i got to finish this book. But anyway, uh, so this, is, this must have been pretty traumatic for you as well as your son, I mean, going through all of this. Yes, um, we our situation was a little unusual in one respect in that my wife was diagnosed at age 45, which mm. is, I mean, anything, any time under, before age 65 is considered early onset. Mm. Um, and my wife was 45 when she was diagnosed. She'd, had, she'd been showing symptoms for probably at least two to three years by that point. Um, and our son, like I, like I mentioned, he was six years old at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he grew up with it. Um, you know, he was, he was 12 when she finally passed, uh, in, uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he grew up this being his experience, watching his mom kind of, kind of deteriorate before his eyes. And so the, you know, relayed our experience, but every, you know, I learned along the way, you can't compare miseries because in, in working with, uh, or talking with other caregivers, um, I have talked with people who, are caring for um, parents who treated them badly their whole life mm-hmm. or caring for in-laws or caring for someone while their siblings are um, trying to argue over assets, you know, for the, for the future or, or while their siblings are in disputes about how the care should happen mm-hmm. or caring for someone who treats them badly all the time. Um, and all, so you just, you learn not to compare miseries because everyone's got, a story to tell, and ours just happened to be happened to be a, a little bit different in that it was early onset, um, and we had a child at home. But I, you know, I've I've talked with other people in similar situations, or uh, including one recently, you know, that are dealing with with um, other early onset with different kinds of challenges. Mm-hmm. And so, 
everyone is different, and I, I hope other caregivers can learn from our experience. I read a few books along the way, and um, none were exactly like ours, but um, you know, I learned from, from what other people are dealing with. Caregivers, uh, that is... Uh... That is something else. I mean, there and and we're not we're not necessarily talking about uh, places. I mean, we are, but we're not necessarily talking about uh, let's say VADs or other outreach uh, places that help in that respect. But we're talking about people in general, correct? And and not yeah, a, and go ahead. Oh, usually it's it's the loved ones who are. I mean, and actually that's a terminology that that we use is. Um, in the United States, I guess at least it's caregivers. One of the books I read along the way um, was written by someone in Great Britain, and and I, I think over there they call them carers. Okay. Um, and so, um, you know, caregiver is the term that we use here. Um, and then, you know, we we and the caregiver like there are a number of you know Facebook groups or the Alzheimer's Association has mm-hmm. message boards where people talk to each other. Um, you know, you usually refer to the person you're caring for as as your loved one. Uh, because it can be anyone. It can be a parent. It can be a, a spouse, a sibling, uh, a friend sometimes. Um, but we, you know, usually refer to them as loved ones. Uh, um, um, yeah, and I've been working a little bit with VADS, um, joined their board shortly after my wife passed in, in 2020, mm-hmm. trying to help the organization out. And I, I just want to say they were, you know, one of the most valuable assets we have and one of the great things about our, our community because um, – my wife started going there in, in uh, you know, August of 2018, and before long she needed to be there every day. And and I was working. I had a I, I was too young to retire. I had to work, mm-hmm. and so I needed her to be there, and I needed her to be somewhere where I knew she would be safe. Yeah. And um, she didn't want to go at first, but but she every day she would enjoy her time there. And I knew she was safe. I knew she would she was cared for, and the staff over there, you know, you couldn't say more for them. They they were always um, professional, and they have that that um, demeanor of 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 you know being upbeat and definitive at the same time, where they put people at ease. Um, you know, my my wife dealt with a lot of anxiety, and um, they helped keep her at ease, helped keep her safe, and and having fun even while she was there. She got to sing and dance and awesome. play piano as long as she could. So that last year and a half, where where she was being cared for over at Valley Adult Day Services, that that was you know lifesaver. That that helped keep her at home because otherwise I would have either had to quit my job or find a place for her far sooner than we wanted to, you know, yeah. find an assisted living place or something like that. And how are we getting along today? How, how about your son? You know, he's doing well. Um, you know, it's a difficult thing for him. Um, as well you know, as you. And, you know, he could tell his own story. He's old enough now. He's, he's uh, 14 now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, unfortunately, the the memories he has aren't always the best ones because the last couple of years is what he remembers most. And those were pretty tough. Um, but he, you know, it's, it's really great when people can remind him of the things his mom was able to do when she was younger, mm-hmm. um, when she had all of her abilities and, and the and talents and everything. And, um, she did, she was an artist and the scuba diver and, wow. uh, she sang and, and I mean, she did performances here at the college and she sang at church and, um, was, you know, part of a, a, a group there that led worship service and, 
Um, I did a reading at the church here recently, and and uh, you know, uh, people still remember her her well, even sure. though you know it's been a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you, Mike Vitari, do you? And I know it's in the book, but you uh, had to have had some of those times yourself uh, that I've read a little bit about, and that is, you know, having the patience. I mean, how does how do you continue to go on when, I mean, let's face it, as a caregiver, you can lose patience as well, and that's got to be tough. I think the thing is you go on because you're the one who is the primary, you know, has the primary responsibility. You go on because you need to. Um, and so while you're going through it, you know, you're going to make those mistakes. You're going to lose your patience from time to time. I had to learn to occasionally walk out of a room, um, because I just, you know, I wasn't dealing with something well and I would step away. Um, or, uh, or, you know, you learn to do the things that, you know, parents learn like counting to 10 or whatever. Um, but there were times when my patience wasn't, it wasn't what it could be. And, um, you try to forgive yourself later. Uh, you know, sure. if you can. And then um, and in that moment, you need to be every, you need to be caring for the person that you're caring for. Um, you need to, whatever, whatever it is they need, it goes beyond your worries about lack of patience or your worries about what good, a, how good a job you're doing or whether you're keeping it all together or your own health. Even sometimes um, you have to, you know, keep, you have to keep going day to day. Yeah. Uh, just uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, Valley Adult Day services. So you are working with them. Uh, are you still? You're on the board. You said. Yeah, I joined okay. the board um, a little after, uh, you know, a couple months after my wife passed. Okay. Uh, Dick Eckhoff is the uh, the chair of the board there, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he let me know they they could use some help. They they closed down very briefly during the pandemic, right? Um, a couple of times actually, um, just for safety. And, um, you know, lost a number of, of clients that during that time and, and, you know, trying to build it back up and let people know that the services are available. Uh, because, uh, you know, we've learned in talking with people recently that, that still not everyone knows. Um, and so it, the, it was an invaluable thing during, mm-hmm. during the time that, that, um, that Becky was ex- having her experience, um, and so we want to make sure everyone in the community knows that the that the service is available. If you have a loved one, um, whether you're working and you need someone to care for your loved one during the day, or maybe it's just one day and you need to break and you need to run some errands and do some things that um, where you need some help, they can just have respite services and take care of someone. Um, a lot of the of the participants there are Alzheimer's uh, or other dementia patients, but not everybody. There's there's sometimes um, other adults who need other services or just someone to, to watch out for them during the day, and mm-hmm. they're, they're there for them. That's an awesome uh, uh, an awesome group, too. Yeah, absolutely. Valley Adult yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. And it's, it's the only service like that in our community. Isn't that something? And wow. we need to make sure that, that we, we keep it going. And, of course, we'd love donations, but the other thing that we want to make sure that is that we get the word out so that, that people who need the services come to us. Uh, we'd love to have the the people who can can pay the full expense, but um, if if someone can't pay everything, then we'll find a way to make sure that their loved one is taken care of. Absolutely, you know. I'm still. Uh, I know you mentioned it already about the title of this book, but uh, hopefully, <laughs> you're over that by now. 
uh, you know, a diary of a bad husband. I mean, that makes me want to pick up the book, but not for what you think on the surface, which is, which is why I'm, I'm glad that we're having this chat, because this is so important. And, you know, I mean, none of us are getting any younger, and we need to know about this and how to handle these things and what you're feeling inside. And you're addressing a lot of this, man. I'm, I'm very proud of this book that you, you've got. Uh, it's taken you a little while to write it. Am I, am I correct there? You know, this was in some ways the the fastest I had ever written because uh-huh. I, I wasn't, I, I went back and forth about whether to write it, to be honest. I, mm. I thought maybe I just wanted to move on with my life after, you know, Becky passed in, in June of 2020. Yeah. Um, right in the middle of the pandemic. And, and I thought I, I need to move on. I need to do other things. And, but for whatever reason, by September I was writing and I had a draft by I had a pretty close to a draft by January. It takes a little while to get, you know, the publication part done. Um, I thought about going the traditional route this time and uh, contacted a couple of agents or a few agents. And I got a, a couple that wanted to look at it, but, um, you know, ended up doing the, the going the self-publishing route. But for for me, it was really about I needed to get this out there and, and help other caregivers if I can. Um, there are other, there are a few other books with people's experiences. A uh, uh, CBS news journalist, I believe his name is Barry Peterson, mm. also had a, a book out. Um, some people know the education writer Jonathan Kozel. He he wrote one several years ago. Um, this one's not. I mean, it's not an advice book. Um, it's our story, and every story is going to be different. Yeah. Um, every experience is going to be different. You know, some people have you know combativeness or symptoms that are different from our, my wife's symptoms, but, um, seeing what somebody else went through and seeing how they handled it, seeing what mistakes they made, um, might, you know, hopefully people can learn and and they'll make fewer of the, of the mistakes I made. Um, they'll make different mistakes, maybe of their own. Sure. Sure. But we do know that people are going to continue to love and they're going to care for this person, whomever it may be, uh, for as long as you can, I think is the way you put it. And, and yeah. it's a love, basically, it's kind of, I'm, I hate to say this, but it's kind of a love story in a, in a sense. Yes, it is. And I, I organized the book according to the seven stages of, of Alzheimer's. Ah. But that first stage is the normal stage mm-hmm. before symptoms start. And so I told a little bit about our story, about how we met. And a, a former co-worker of mine had, had gotten to know Becky and um, thought we should meet and introduced us and... So that whole stage is about our life beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then you get into when symptoms develop and, and, you know, the progression through the stages. And it was a, it was a useful way of organizing the book. Uh, and then there are other parts because I was doing, you know, I'm, I'm a writer. It's how I process things. Mm-hmm. And so there, there are other things. I, there's a whole second part of the book where I uh, included some of the things that I was writing as we were going through it. And so I wrote um, at one point when our son was eight years old, I wrote him a letter that at the time he was really too young to read, but just explaining the whole experience to him, trying to get a sense of this is what <clears throat> this is what uh, we're going through. This is what it, it's like from her perspective. Um, and then I wrote another one just from the point of view of a caregiver. Um, and I included some of those in the second half of the of the book because that that was our experience as we experienced it. 
And so, you know, it's got those, you know, those two different ways of looking at it, the, the, you know, going through the stages and then, you know, how we experienced it ourselves. It's, it's, uh, it's tough. Listen, I, we're getting close to time already, but I am so glad that you were on a program today. I'd like to do this again sometime, Michael, and continue on because you're right. People need to know not just about Valley Adult Day Services, but they need to know what to expect and having somebody like you uh, like it or not, I, I think the whole thing is a love story because it's love from beginning to end. And that's love wraps around all of the stuff that you talked about. And I love that Absolutely. in itself. I really do. And I'm hoping that people will pick this up or at least at least ask me about it. Because I get lots of calls after a show like this and people want to know more. Tell me about the book exactly. Where is it is, It's available, I'm sure. Where? Yeah, I mean, it's available. I mean, there aren't too many bookstores anymore, but it's right. available anywhere. I, I, I did, like I said, I did the self-publishing thing, and um, I had been through that route uh, when I wrote my novel a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so now I, I did it through Kindle, uh, Kindle Direct Publishing, mm-hmm. and so it's available paperback or, um, or the Kindle version via Amazon and um, any other place where, you know, if you, if you look through Barnes & Noble or Powell's Books or any of the other places where you look for books, it's available because, um, you know, Goodreads and, um, has a few reviews on Goodreads and on Amazon um, because I wanted it to be out there for, for, for people, for other caregivers to, to, um, use. And so, um, I don't, you know, I don't know if any of the, the, there aren't too many bookstores left, but I don't know if any of the local ones are carrying it yet. Um, but, um, it's available on all the usual sites. Yeah. And everybody knows Amazon. And, uh, yes. well, I hate to say it, if I can buy it locally, I will. But if I can't, I always go to Amazon and find what I need, uh, especially in Goodreads like this one. Listen, um, I appreciate your time. Continued success at PC. And uh, one last question for you. Have you forgiven yourself? You know, I think I have for as much as, as it's possible to do mm-hmm. that. I've processed, I think writing the book was kind of a, yes. a, a, a way of doing that. Yes. You know? Awesome. Listen, uh, Michael Carley, our guest today. Michael, I want to thank you for being on the program. We'll do it again. And we definitely got to pick this book up. And I, uh, I hope you have a great, uh, a great day. And we'll talk again soon. Okay? Good to talk to you. Thank you, oh, Robert. My pleasure. Thank you, Michael. Take care. Great. You have a good day. All right. Michael Carley, everybody. And um, interesting to find out a little bit more about Michael. And I had seen, some, I've seen posts and uh, different things on uh, media, social media, of course. And uh, to find out more about the book that he had written, which is, well, I I was going to say it's nothing like the title, but in a way it is. This is interesting reading, folks, and not not just because you need to know what one person had gone through uh, and is continuing to go through, really, as far as a spouse or a loved one, as we call them. Uh, You know, it's important to know what other people have gone through and what they've done. Uh, I guess uh, love by example. How's that? I like that. All right. Anyway, Michael Carley on the program today. We will uh, chat again on that, and I appreciate everybody being here today. And thank you very kindly. Uh, Michael Carley, author, joining us today on the program. Till next time, try to find a little peace, everyone. Thank you. The Hopper in the Morning Show is brought to you by these fine sponsors. Oasis Technology, The Porterville Recorder, Altura Centers for Health, Assemblyman Devin Mathis, Eagle Mountain Casino, 
the Tulare Chamber of Commerce, the Porterville Chamber of Commerce, the Tulare Kings Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, also presented by Tulare County Supervisor Dennis Townsend, the Pipkin Detective Agency, the Law Offices of Meadow and Sarsfield, the Source LGBTQ Center in Visalia, Stop Alarm Company, Five Star Healthcare of Hanford, the Enhancement Body Institute of Visalia, EBI, the Valley Voice Newspaper, and by Sierra View Medical Center of Porterville. The Hopper in the Morning Show, concerned with what concerns you.